Welcome to the Propane Business Podcast. I'm Johnny. And I'm Yusuf. We set up and built propanefitness.com into the profitable semi-automated system that it is today, which allowed us to quit our corporate jobs and coach online full-time. More importantly, we were able to do this without a huge online audience or being glued to social media every day. We're now ready to share everything from the failures we've made to the systems that now consistently generate hundreds of thousands in revenue. We help personal trainers, coaches, and gym owners do the same by avoiding the mistakes we've made and the best practices going forward. Subscribe to this podcast to learn what we're doing and what we've done to build and scale propanefitness.com. We'll be teaching you how to generate a steady flow of online clients, win at Facebook ads, automate your coaching systems, and to achieve financial independence. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Propane Business Podcast. Just me today. And I don't know when you'll be listening to this in the order as things get pushed into podcast land. I'm never sure what you've just listened to or what you're about to listen to or any of that. But um, I've not recorded one of these in quite some time. So as I record this, um, I think the UK has been in lockdown for three months or so. That may be totally wrong. I think the perception of time definitely gets skewed in in this situation. But yeah, I used to do a lot of these recordings kind of walking to and from my like morning commute in inverted commas, my morning coffee shop walk. Um, Obviously, I've not been doing that um, because nowhere's been open. Um, So I've been working from home exclusively and just the opportunities to record these these podcasts haven't just haven't presented themselves. Um, however, I am going to make a, an effort to sit and record some monologues for you guys that go alongside um, some of the interviews that we do, um, some of the like the the Q and As or the the duo recordings that Yusuf and I are doing. Um, and the hope is that this will mean that you know because we had a few weeks in the past where we've just missed a, missed a week, missed an episode. Hopefully, there'll be. Um, more regularity, perhaps some more frequency to these podcasts as well. Today, in today's episode, I want to talk about something that um, I've spoken to a lot of clients about recently, both business and fitness, and something that I think is brought to the forefront of awareness um, when you are put in this situation where you basically are just at home all the time, right? And that's very common for like digital online entrepreneurs, right? Because you work from home a lot. Generally speaking, online coaches don't have an office. Um, They do work from home, from coffee shops, in between clients at the gym, that sort of thing. Um, And you are left with your own thoughts quite a lot. And I think um, a lot more people have been in that situation more so than ever before, because previously, you know, they've been working as a, in a job as a, this is for my, for my fitness clients. They've been working, um, as an employee in an office, in an, in an office space with their colleagues, with their friends. And suddenly, um, they're at home a lot more. They're with themselves a lot more or by themselves a lot more. And the, the kind of the thoughts, but either negative or positive, just ruminate in, in your headspace. And I think especially for business, um, something that no one ever really talks about or that I see very, very few people talk about when you are running your own thing, whether that is you are an offline personal trainer or an online fitness empire owner, right? Um, there's, there's this thing that happens, or at least it's, it's happened to me for as long as I can remember. It happens to most of our clients um, where it doesn't really matter how things are going, um, whether well or not so well, you tend to wake up with this kind of baseline uh, anxiety or worry that something's not quite right, 
right? So let's say you haven't made sales in a while, or let's say you have made loads of sales and you worry things are going to go away from you, or you're worried you haven't replied to someone, or you're worried that um, a, a client hasn't um, had something from you at a, within a certain time, right? Any Anything like that. It tends to, you tend to wake up in this frame of mind that is not always that positive, sometimes attached and being dragged down by negative or catastrophic thinking. Um, and it can be pretty difficult to um, move that frame of mind into a productive frame of mind to actually start your day. Equally, I speak to so many people on, mainly in our business program again for this, where they are um, going through their day guided very heavily by an emotional driver. In other words, I just feel like things aren't going very well or I'm panicking because something doesn't seem quite right. Um, and they don't necessarily have the data to back this up, right? You may see this with your clients where someone feels like their progress isn't on track or someone feels like they're not losing weight. And then when you present them with the average weigh-in data over the past 12 weeks, it's like, oh, okay, fair enough. That's better than I thought, right? But we wake up in this kind of funk where we aren't necessarily that clear on things. We tend to attach ourselves to negative thinking and to then turn that around and like get rid of the anxiety and the panic that can sometimes lead you to make rash emotional decisions like turning things off or posting something that you wouldn't have otherwise done or whatever that is right you make decisions from the base from a base of um emotions and panic and and not from a from a decision or from a place of this was the right thing to do objectively given the data that I have okay and this is something that I've always had so I thought I remember thinking back when we we just started taking propane fitness more seriously and we were doing you know a couple of thousand pounds a month in recurring revenue um, and I was just we were just making enough for me to take a salary and you have to take a salary for us to do this full time I remember thinking wow like when we hit you know, obviously all these numbers are relative, right? But I remember thinking when we hit 8,000 or 9,000 or 10,000 pounds a month, all these worries will go away, right? I'll just be able to wake up and completely enjoy myself and yada, 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 okay? And even though we're now past those numbers, this the same thing still exists, right? So you might have the best week or quarter or month of sales ever, but the, this, you still wake up in this kind of irrational frame of mind or you still go through parts of your day in this irrational frame of mind where you worry that it, it won't continue. You worry that it'll fall away or it'll disappear or something will still go wrong or that you won't be able to grow from here or whatever it is right for you. Okay, Most people, when it comes to managing and running that business, part of that battle is being able to see through the noise and find the signal in any one situation. Okay. We often, Yusuf and I often talk about this as being like when you're running your own business, you're just a professional problem solver. There's just problem after problem, situation after situation that you have to try and find the most rational thing to do or the, the given the information you have, given the circumstances you're in, how can I kind of put my best foot forward here? And then it, that can sometimes be, while it sounds very simple, getting out of your own way emotionally, getting out of your own way in terms of your biases can be very, very challenging. And so what I wanted to talk about in this episode is something that um, I think I've done every day for as long as I can, for as long as I can remember. I'm sure I miss a day or two, or two here and then. I don't often do it at the weekends. But for every work day, I have this kind of process that helps me. It's not instant by any means, but it helps me move out of this um, state of 
like the the monkey mind guiding my decisions and moves me more towards okay actually yes i'm clear on what's going on things aren't as they necessarily seemed so they're often almost always better than you thought they are or thought they were when you have clarity of the data and the numbers of a situation and move things forward towards what am i actually going to be able to do today to move things forward from my my grander plan and my grander vision right now obviously so what, what I'm going to be talking about here is is kind of a, a daily boot up sequence or something that I, and it's not just habits and routines and I'm not going to talk about making a vision board or anything like that, right? It's it's practical things. But all of this sits inside of the frame that is, um, you have some kind of quarterly goal, some kind of yearly goal, monthly goal that you're working towards. Because I think something that another mistake that people make is they focus too much on daily processes and they forget about the bigger picture sometimes i think it's important to to focus almost entirely on what you're doing on a daily basis because that's really all you can control but the the things you decide to do on a daily basis should be linked up to well where would i like to be in a month's time where would i like to be in a quarter's time etc etc so in propane fitness we tend to set quarterly goals or quarterly themes um, and we are looking at sales lead generation and client management product creation on a quarterly basis that's generally how we do things and then from that we t- chunk it down into weeks so generally speaking a 13 or a 12 week block and then i look at weekly sales and weekly targets and we have weekly kpis that we're trying to hit okay so that's kind of the how we d- deal with goals but then that still comes down to well tomorrow morning i'm going to wake up and i'm going to have to do stuff right so what are those things i'm going to do and then what's going to get in the way of those things those me doing those things well probably it's the like the monkey mind panicking me and telling me oh yeah you know forget about the stuff that actually is going to matter in a quarter let's panic and deal with the fire that's just someone's just started over here right so what i'm going to discuss and just walk through briefly now is that process and hopefully some of this you get something from okay so First thing is, what most people do is they wake up and they look at the phone. You've heard this stuff before. You've heard everyone talk about like you should leave your phone on the other side of the room and all these sorts of things, right? And I I go back and forth with that kind of advice and think, yes, it's it's well intentioned, um, but at the end of the day, um, there's I, you know I use my phone for an alarm clock. I, I'm not I don't really want to buy fancy or different alarm clocks just to get around that. I think the only thing that I do consistently is the habit that I'm trying to ingrain. The first thing that I try and do is when I wake up, I'll turn my alarm off. And uh, so for example, on my phone, the alarm is called, do not check phone, (laughs) right? Do not check phone, get out of bedroom. Okay. I know that sounds strange, but um, I think the time, the problem with checking your phone in the morning or the problem with looking at emails as soon as you wake up or kind of sitting in that like blearily eyed state and looking at social media or email or whatever it is for you is that again linking back into what we're talking about here you are in you are not in the best rational state of mind when you've just got up okay you're probably in the worst state of mind to deal with anything potentially bad or uh, anything that might trigger you so someone's left a nasty comment or something happens right even if it's just someone else posting their opinion about politics or whatever at that time you're in the worst state of mind at that point okay so i will still use my phone it's still in my bedroom i don't really subscribe to the thing that you don't need technology you shouldn't have technology in your bedroom and stuff like that whether you agree with that or not i think it, this is all about being practical and making it easy so i will just turn my alarm off and then get out of the bedroom generally my girlfriend's still asleep 
So I'll get out of the bedroom and I'll go and leave the room and, and try and do the rest of the stuff I'm going to talk about without my phone as much as possible. Okay. And that, so the first thing I'm really, I think when it comes to having a morning routine, which again, um, so many people have opinions on this and there's even programs and products to help you design morning routines. Okay. I think it really, it comes down to two, two things. Okay. Or three things, I suppose. The third one and the least relevant one in this, in this, in this conversation is that mornings for a lot of people are very controllable. They're very consistent. It may be if you have kids or you have other things that you're dealing with commitment wise, family wise, friends wise, whatever work wise, it may be the only time of the day that you can consistently control and start to develop things like a reading habit or a journaling habit or an exercise habit or whatever it might be. Right. So when we're talking about morning routines, a lot of people talk about that stuff because it's the most controllable part of the day generally the first hour and the last hour of the day, assuming you are waking up and going to bed at the same place in, the, in your home, will probably be the most consistently controllable part of your day. So that's a lot of people focus on that. I'm not going to talk about building habits and all that sort of stuff in, in this context. What I, what I look at when I'm talking about building a morning routine is how can I get myself out of this kind of blearily, bleary funk where I'm thinking negatively into um, focused, positive, um, having a higher level of energy and, and really sitting when I do sit down to work for the day, I mean, I'm giving myself the best possible chance of reacting well to the things that might be thrown at me and for, for squeezing the most out of the time that I have. Okay. So I always look at, and this is again, a very cliched phrase, but it's state change. Okay. Tony Robbins talks about this a lot, a lot of like Brenda Bouchard, a lot of people use this, this idea of state change and I think it's quite fluffy, but if you think of it as this, right, if you've been sat on the sofa all day watching TV um, and then you like get up, go outside and go for a walk or you go train, the way you feel one from when you've been sat on the sofa all day, right, to when you're in kind of this heavy, sticky, icky, like, oh, I feel a bit, bit minging, right? But when you get up and go and do something and move around and get your heart rate up and change your temperature and um, you do some activity, immediately you feel better. Like immediately you feel more awake, more alert. And that's really when, it, when I think about state change, that's what we're talking about. Okay? And one of the best ways to change your mood is to change your state. One of the best ways to change your state is to change your temperature or to just move around a bit. Okay, so I'll always have something that I'm doing in, in the morning as soon as possible that's designed to just kind of flick a switch and kind of get my like brain functioning and get me physically switched on. Okay, so that might be a cold shower, which is something I've been doing recently with some Wim Hof breathing and things like that. It might be doing some yoga or some light cardio or whatever, like whatever that is. But I think doing that first before you do anything else right? Maximizes the chances that the rest of the stuff you're doing when it comes to planning your day and looking at your intentions, you're most likely to be doing that from a fray, from a positive frame of mind rather than a, I'm tired, I can't be bothered, I'm feeling negative, I'm feeling stressed frame of mind, okay? Doing something physical, changing your temperature, doing some exercise, whatever that might be for you, even if it's just doing a few yoga sequences or a couple of press-ups or whatever, something to, to, to physically change the mode that you're in, the setting that you're in. You've just woken up, you're sleepy, you're tired. Try and change that first. Okay, that's the first thing that I look at doing. And after that, it really just becomes about, for me, planning a realistic day. Okay, so setting a plan that is not too ambitious, that I'm likely to have no chance of hitting, setting a plan that is linked up to the the weekly targets, the monthly targets, the quarterly targets. So I'm focusing on generally the things that are very important, but are not that urgent. 
So if you've ever seen the Eisenhower matrix or heard Yusuf talking about that, we, things are generally are separated between urgent and important, which are the things that you have to do right now. Important but not urgent, which are generally the things that have the greatest impact, but we wouldn't do unless we schedule them or prioritize them. Things that are not urgent and not important, which you should just get rid of or not do at all. And then things that are urgent but not important, things that you should probably delegate. So I'm looking at, well, what are the things today or what one thing today can I do that is important but not that urgent? In other words, if I don't set time aside to do, I just won't do it. How can I just chip away at something and that from that category today? What have I got on my calendar today that I have to be at for certain times? How Are there any people that I can follow up with, clients that might need to be um, chased or any leads that we're considering buying? Um, anything that I need to send someone or delegate or whatever, right? I'm just looking at the landscape of my day, which normally starts by just looking at my calendar, looking at my to-do list, looking at anything I've kind of previously scheduled, um, and then looking at the time I have around that. When am I going to train? When am I going to stop work? And then what can I realistically do in the gaps? Okay, and I think probably one of the biggest things people do at that point in planning is they're too ambitious. So something I've been using for quite some time now, it's by the same company who makes something called the five-minute journal, um, which is something Tim Ferriss talks about a lot, um, is something called the Productivity Planner, which is made by the same company. And uh, it's based around Tim Ferriss's idea of kind of focusing on a few key things. So in that, on a daily basis, it's basically, you're only allowed to set five things that you might want to do in that day. Uh, the first one is the most important task. The second, there's then two tasks of secondary importance and then two additional tasks. And there's space in there to track your Pomodoros and, and all this sort of stuff. So I use that together with my to-do list app that I'm using, which is called OmniFocus. Um, and generally just try and get a realistic like framework for my day. Okay. Once I've done that, yes, you, I, I tend to do things like I'm, I'll meditate and I'll fill in kind of a, a gratitude journal and some things that some people don't have time for it or want to do. And I, I completely get that. Those things, the only reason I do those things at all they tend to put me in a better mood than prior to doing them. Okay, so if I meditate, I tend to feel more calmer. I feel tend to feel more focused. If I do something like writing down my wins for the day before or writing down three things that are going well or three things that I'm grateful for, something like that, it can, if, if, you're, if you're feeling negative or if you're feeling pessimistic, it can often help you to switch that. Okay, so I've then sat down to work for the day. By this point, I've not looked at my email, which I think is important because I've just, leading up to this point, I wouldn't trust myself, right, to deal with something negatively. I have put myself into a, a better state from an energy perspective. I have um, come up with a realistic plan for the day. And now I'm going to sit down and start doing some work. And this is the, the first time I'll open stuff like email, for example. But this this next bit is what I actually consider to be the most important bit. And it's the part that I think no one really does. No one really looks at. Um, and it's linked up to this idea that you should always be looking at the numbers and the data and the, the reality of what's going on in your business. And what we look at, what I look at on a daily basis, what I always update on a daily basis, is we have a dashboard that is looking at how many sales we've made over a 24-hour period, how many leads we've generated, thing, even things like, you know, how is our organic stuff going? Are we getting opt-ins from Instagram, from our podcasts, from our YouTube channels? Um, are we on track to hit our KPIs? Are, we, are our ads running and getting the clicks at the costs that we can pay for? All these sorts of things, right? So I will look at this from a numerical perspective and I have a, a, a spreadsheet or a Google Sheets document that I update on a daily basis. And what this allows me to do is just get absolutely clear on what is going on. And 
when I'm speaking to people about their business, so if someone inquires in propane business and then they're in the situation where um, they're running advertising or they're, they're getting some leads, they're getting some sales. So they're not at the point where they are, um, they're not just starting, they've been doing this for a while. If I ask them these questions, they generally don't know. However, their days are guided by a, an opinion on these things, right? By a, a thought pattern of, I just don't think I'm getting enough leads or I don't, I think I'm paying too much per lead or I think I'm not, you know, I have a traffic problem or I have a conversions problem, but they don't know, right? They don't know for sure. And not knowing for sure can be absolutely fatal when it comes to running your business. It's the same as trying to save money, but never looking in your bank account, trying to lose weight, but never stepping on the scale, trying to get stronger, but never looking at how much weight there is on the bar. Okay. These things are boring, frankly, right? There's there's stuff that nobody wants to really spend any time to look at because it's not sexy. It's, it can sometimes take me up to an hour to get through all this stuff and get it updated. All right. But if I can tell you over the last 30 days, I know exactly how, I know exactly what the average open rate is for all our follow-up emails. I know exactly on a weekly basis, the performance of our initial email autoresponder. I know exactly on a, a weekly and a monthly basis, how much we pay per click, how much we pay per lead. I can then establish averages of, well, if I wake up on a daily basis and I update the last 24 hours and I know that uh, all our email stuff's running on target, I know all our ad stuff's running on target. I know we're on track for our monthly targets revenue-wise or our weekly targets revenue-wise, which will mean that we're on track to grow this quarter, right? So imagine by 9.30 a.m. being put in that frame of mind, right? And equally, if, for example, I look at those numbers and we aren't on track with something, changing it and fixing it is usually a 20 to 30 minute task, right? So let's say we're paying too much per click, for example, or um, something's out of whack on an ads perspective. It doesn't take me long to fix it. If something's out of whack on a conversions perspective, there's normally a few like levers I can pull. So in other words, if we aren't making the sales, I might say to Yusuf, right, you know, we're slightly behind on um, on sales this month. Let's do a promotion for this. Let's launch this to our email list. Let's um, come up with this with a strategy that we can use some like podcasts or YouTube or whatever, something slightly different to help and bolster the the paid performance, the paid uh, the paid ad strategies we're running. Okay, and that it's it's just a dashboard overview. It's it's running your business from the from the cockpit, making decisions before you then dive into something and get lost in the details of the weeds of a specific project. Okay, and I think if people don't do this, if they don't have this kind of daily dashboard or business overview. It's so easy to drift off course and not even realize. It's also so easy to be on course and to think you're not or to be ahead of schedule and still think things are going badly. So it all comes down to, right, am I on the right track with where I'm trying to get to? If so, brilliant. How do I ensure I stay on track? If not, what's one thing I can do about it today, right? And it creates this this loop of, I'm going to take an action. So um, let's say email open rates drop, right? Let's do try and do something about that. In 24 hours, I'll review. Or in 48 hours, I'll review. I'll look at the feedback and then I'll make information based on that feedback. We're not getting enough leads this week. Okay, I'm going to do something about that today or over the next two or three days. I'm going to look at the feedback of that. I'm going to make decisions based on that feedback. That loop of action, wait for the results, don't check it every day, every second of every day. Okay, wait for the results. Look at the feedback. Decide what that feedback means. Putting that into place, putting that into action 
is such an important habit to build for running and managing your business on a daily basis. Now, sometimes people hear this and say, Johnny, I can't even start with that because I don't even know what I would track or I don't even know what I would look at, okay? Oftentimes, if someone's in that position, it's because they're running things how kind of a lot of the... So if you're trying to run your business like a, you know, by, by becoming an Instagram influencer, there are still things you can track. Okay. If, if your view is I'm going to get leads and make sales by posting on Instagram every day, I'm going to do an Instagram live. I'm going to spend an hour making a Canva infographic and I'm going to, um, I'm going to post that every day and, and try and get DMS or whatever. Right. Or I'm going to go into Facebook groups of people who don't know me. I'm going to post and try and get DMS. There's still stuff you can track. It's just way harder to get feedback from it. Okay. And which is one of the reasons why we don't run propane fitness like that. There's no way to improve that process or that system. There's no make, way to make the machine run cleaner and, and more efficiently and faster. Because if I post something on Instagram today and it does really well, I can't just post that again every day, right? Or if I'm doing something on in Facebook groups and it's worked, to do that again and again and again, or to do that twice or three times as much is pretty difficult to do. So our entire model and what we teach in the Propane Business Program is let's build a sequence that we know with a certain amount of leads. So for every 100 leads I, I put into the, the process, I get five customers out of it again, or I get five customers out of it in one to two weeks time. Brilliant, okay, that's a machine which has an input, a process and an output, and I can then influence the input, the process to try and get the output I want. And I can look at that on a daily basis. So that what, what that boils down to and what we teach in the ad section, for example, of our Propane Business Program is a 30-minute daily workflow, which is exactly what I've just spoken about. Okay, look at how many leads did I get over the last 24, 48 hours? Is that on track? How many leads should I have got? Am I on track still? Okay, is my 14-day challenge converting at the rate that I want it to? If so, brilliant, right? In 30 minutes in the morning, you can manage and look at, adjust, tweak, and change, or do nothing with, or scale, right, your entire marketing strategy. And then you spend the rest of the day focusing on building stuff for your clients, improving your sequences, improving your automation, speaking to clients want to want to give them an even better service if that's what you want to do. This whole thing, hopefully you've got something out of it, right? But the whole thing, what I'm trying to get across here is, firstly, Try as much as you can to put yourself in the best frame of mind possible to deal with things that are potentially a bit triggering. Okay, you might open your email and you might have had a really nasty email from someone. You might have clients canceling or whatever. Okay, if you if you do that if, as soon as you wake up, that's going to potentially completely ruin your day. If you don't have some way that once you do start work of just checking in with your business and making sure from a dashboard high level aerial view that everything's on track, there's either the potential that you just guide your days by decisions that are emotional. So I just don't feel like I'm making enough sales. Well, do you know that? How many sales should you be making? If you don't know those things, that's the problem, right? But if you are on track and you think you aren't, you'll make emotional decisions that weren't the right decisions in the first place. So when you wake up in the morning, focus on put yourself in a different energy mode, okay? change your temperature, change your baseline heart rate, get moving, have a cold shower, whatever. Once you're in a better frame of mind, come up with a realistic plan for the day, add in things like um, tracking your wins, your gratitude journal, whatever, meditate, whatever you can do to kind of improve the chances of when you open your laptop for the day, I'm likely to be able to like defend myself against any nasty stuff and I'm likely to dominate the day from a productivity perspective. And I'm most likely to be able to stick to the plan I've just 
just created. Okay, the first thing you do in the morning, the most important thing you can do, the most high value thing you can do is run a check-in with your business. Keep track of the key metrics you're trying to run and, and influence and have a dashboard that tracks things over time. Okay, this will allow you to spot any negative trends, to capitalize on any positive trends, and most importantly, look at the feedback from your actions. If it is the case that you are you know that certain actions have certain results. That's a very powerful place to be in. All right, guys, hopefully that was helpful. Love to hear your feedback. Remember, if you would like two things, if you would like to get more formal training from us, you can go to propinfitness.com forward slash business podcast. Pick up a free training in there where I go over our group coaching model. I go over our 14-day sequence. I go over how our business model at a high level works. If you would like to just work with us or at least apply to work with us, to implement all the stuff we talk about in these podcasts into your business to get something started, you can send us an email to admin at propanefitness.com with the subject line propane business podcast. We'll put you right to the top of the application queue um, and we'll book a time to speak. All right, guys, that's everything for this episode. Speak to you next time. Want to learn more about the systems we use to run, build, and scale propanefitness.com? Head over to propanefitness.com forward slash business podcast and you can get your hands on our free training that covers the seven steps that we take with every client that we help build their own online business and also the seven steps that we use to successfully build Propane Fitness. We walk through the sales systems, the delivery systems, follow-up, remarketing, how to basically build your program so that it delivers coaching to your clients without you being there 24-7. We really do cover the full thing, right? And if you want to continue even further and potentially work with us, there's a chance to book in a call to have an informal chat with Yusuf or I to just basically see if any of our programs would be a fit to help you get from where you are to where you want to get to. So go to propanefitness.com forward slash business podcast today and get access to that. If you'd like to learn just more about Yusuf and I, more about us, what we do, follow us on the various channels, the best place to go is our YouTube channel. We have a load of stuff from fitness content, productivity content, why Yusuf slept on the floor for several months, why he's been having cold showers. There's always stuff on there that's entertaining and hopefully informative. So just go to YouTube, search for Propane Fitness, and you can find out a bit more about us there as well. Speak to you on the next episode.